everyone, and welcome to Nice Jewish Fangirls, brought to you by JewishCoffeeHouse.com. Nice Jewish Fangirls is a podcast where three Orthodox Jewish women in New York City discuss the things that we are obsessed with. My name is Michal Schick, and I'm your host. I'm joined by my co-hosts, S.M. Rosenberg. Hello. And Tamar Herman. Hi. Okay, so we are going to start off the show as uh, as usual, I guess we could call it usual, with um, the currently I'm obsessed with session. Um, Tamar, why don't you go first? I've heard a little bit about this and it's exciting. Only because I told you about it in the car. <laughs> um, so I've been watching, I watch a lot of Korean TV shows and right now I'm obsessed with this one called Goblin. Um, it's called Dokebi in Korean, which is the Korean word for goblin. It's not actually like a little <laughs> goblin. It's not like a gremlin or something. Like it's a real person. And it's such a good show. And if you like fantasy, like you have to watch it. Like the whole show is about like the goblin falling in love with someone, but it's also about goblin and his bromance with like, um, like an angel of death. <laughs> okay. So it's about the bromance between the goblin and the angel of death and how they ended up living together. And they're just hilarious together. And it's so funny. And you just like, he keeps on trying to kill people and he keeps on stopping him. And it's so cute. And I just like it so much. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, and the acting's really good and the writing's really good. And they keep on having all these like really ro- like romantic looking umbrella outside scenes where like they're Aww. caught in the rain and like one of them's looking at the other one. Not the, not the angel of death and the goblin, the goblin and the girl. And they're, like, just standing there looking at each other, and it's so pretty and so well shot, and this writing is so cute, and I just love, like, fantasy romance, and just, like, everybody should go watch Goblin. Cool. <laughs> so obsessed. Can you tell us where to find it? You can watch Goblin on Drama Fever. They have it on a bunch of other sites also. Uh, Vicky might have it. Uh, there's a lot of unofficial ones, and if you want that, you could ask me on Twitter where I watch my things, <laughs> but I don't have them on Drama Fever. Awesome. SM, what are you currently obsessed with? Um, well, I haven't really have time to find a new obsession since, like, the last time we recorded when I was, uh, hate-watching Allie McBeal. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I'm, I'm still doing that because, uh, yeah, every time my brother walks in, he'll watch a scene and he'll be like, it hasn't gotten any better. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope, it has not. <laughs> How many seasons have you watched? I am, like, nearing the end of season two. And, yeah, there are five seasons. I can't believe this goes on for five I don't know how this is going to happen, but, um, yes, I haven't really had time to get a new obsession, like, a real serious one, uh, because I started a new job, and, um... Congratulations! Yay, work! So, I've been, I've been reading a book that a friend lent me called Long Way Down by Nick Hornby, um, and it's funny in British, and maybe I'll talk about it when I finish, (laughs) um, but I haven't finished it yet, so I won't talk about it, but the pop culture thing that I've liked the most in the past, like, couple weeks, um, aside from Moana, which I figured someone else was going to talk about, so I just didn't want to touch on it. I haven't seen it yet, and I really want to see it. Okay, no spoilers. I won't talk about it. You're Um, welcome. (laughs) So, but aside from that, so this, I watched this movie, Shattered Glass, um, also known as uh, Hayden Christensen, Anakin Skywalker's only good movie. Oh, that's the <laughs> Stephen Glass movie. Yes. Oh, Stephen it's so good. It's yeah, his yeah, only yeah. good movie. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, it's about. Um, have you seen it? No, but is it okay. made by a guy named Glass or about no, a guy? No, it's, it's Stephen about, Glass. It's about oh, Stephen Glass. Okay. And it covers one of the big journalist sca- journalism scandals of the '90s, which I'm not going to talk about because it will spoil part of the movie. It's a historical. Fact. I know, but <laughs> you might not know. It was 
made in 2003, so it's like ancient history. Right. Um, and <laughs> I watched it actually with my brother, who is now a big shot journalist who has met some of the major players who are in the movie, and he was giving me color commentary the entire time about like, this guy follows me on Twitter now. I had lunch with that guy. He doesn't look like Peter Sarsgaard. <laughs> yeah, Chuck Lane. That sounds like the most annoying. No, it was, no, it was so amazing. amazing. It was so much oh my gosh. fun. And also that movie's really, really good. Yeah. So like to hear first-hand commentary, just like... Yeah. So like Chuck Lane, who now writes for the Washington Post, is one of the main characters, and he's played by Peter Sarsgaard. And apparently... Chuck Lane looks absolutely nothing like Peter Sarsgaard, but Peter Sarsgaard's so good, and I want to find all his movies because, A, he's gorgeous, and B, he's just so, so good, and I've seen him in um, other one other thing called in, in Education, and he is so different there, and, like, I didn't have a problem, I didn't confuse him for one second with the character from there because... Well, his hair is totally different in this movie. His hair is, like, super <laughs> fluffy, and I just want to touch it. But, um, yeah, he was just... His 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 mannerisms and everything else were just so different. And uh, so I guess Peter Sarsgaard is my newest obsession. What I was going to say, <laughs> that was, was my newest obsession, it's but really it's Peter really Peter Sarsgaard. We watched that. that works, too. We watched that in one of my journalism classes, and, like, we were all sitting there, like, okay, this is a good movie, but also, like, oh, Hayden Christensen can actually act sometime. Like, sometimes. He's still kind of, like, <laughs> a like, whiny still, brat. He's very yeah. good at but his whiny brat. But he's Whitey Bride. I know. <laughs> Single-handedly. But I'm like, oh, hi, Anakin Skywalker. I yeah. see you in real life now. And he kind of looks like Stephen Glass. <laughs> I don't know what Stephen Glass we looked, looked like. We looked it up after our class. He must, yeah. because if that movie was made in 2003, people were not eager to hire Hayden Christensen, yeah, no. I don't yeah. think. No. Yeah. And my brother was like, and this writer, you know, this was Jonathan Chaitin, who he was gender-swapped for this movie. <laughs> like, oh, that's so interesting. Yeah, and I'm like, you sure that's it? And he's like, yeah, well, Jonathan Chait would be in here otherwise, yeah. And so, like, and notice how, like, the name of the character is Caitlin, and it sort of sounds like Chait, and I was like, I think you're stretching. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I am obsessed with um, a TV show um Called actually, let me let me look up exactly what it's called. You don't know the name of your obsession. I know, right? Well, I'll, I'll explain it to you in a second. Is it in a foreign language? Oh, um, oh yeah. Okay, so <laughs> I'm obsessed with a uh, TV show uh, called Scientology and the Aftermath, which is uh, Leah Remini's. I, I always thought it was Leia Remini, but apparently it's Leia Remini. Okay, that's, like, totally blowing my mind. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? All the um, emphasis on the wrong syllables. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's about her uh, kind of investigating Scientology. And I've watched the first two episodes and, like, went on a minor binge of Scientology, <laughs> like, last year. <laughs> because that documentary came out, and then I read the book, and then I started, like, looking into all these websites, and it's you know, crazy, and, like, sorry to our our guy who runs the website if Scientology shuts you down <laughs> after talking about this, but um, it's fascinating, and it's really, really interesting, and, um, you know, there's a lot of, there's manufactured drama, obviously, because it's on A&E, but, but it's also, there's just a lot of terrible things that happen with a lot of people and, and their families, and the show goes into it, and yeah, she's also very interested. Uh, she wa- she wants to find Shelley Miscavige, who is like the head of the church's wife, who's like disappeared and she's been missing for like I don't know ten fifteen years. Like, and they won't say where she is. I'm pretty sure she's dead. Well, yeah, but if she is dead, then but there should be a criminal. Is she you know, in? yeah. That's the question. But it's yeah, so, sad. so it's not no, it's not an upper, <laughs> but um, <laughs> totally but it's really fascinating this. and yeah. Over. 
Um, all right, so um, moving on, uh, we're going to do a little, I guess, um, news section, which I'm calling <laughs> Jews News, because why not? <laughs> news oh. is we're talking about superheroes. Um, Yay! Yay. <laughs> actually, we are enthused about this. We are actually kind of excited. Um, but um, a couple of cool trailers have come out, as well as a, um, I guess you could call it, groundbreaking television experiment uh, on the DC front. So first we're going to be talking about um, what we've, we've actually called in our document the Baby Groot trailer. He's so cute! <laughs> it's actually the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2? Yeah. yeah. Uh, something, something like that. Yeah, they call um, it Volume 2. Volume 2 because of, of the, the mixtape, right? Yeah. He's um, so cute. Which, yeah. It, I mean, I don't I don't really care about anything except Baby Groot. I mean, I, with I, you. And Drax. Drax is yeah, funny. Drax is funny. So I I saw a really low quality version of the movie because it was when I was working like three a.m. shifts and like I just like came home one day was like I'm watching this movie right now so I went online and I found the worst quality version I've ever seen. <laughs> so like I didn't really get all the jokes and I didn't really like get to hear all the music. So like I walked out like w- went to bed that night and I was just like okay because it's funny. But then I saw the trailer and I was like oh I need to go see this yeah. movie again because no, I mean, they are so cute. The first movie was okay. Um, one of my friends and I agree with what his assessment that it suffers from, well. It suffers from having, like, four hand solos and no Luke Skywalker. Mm. Um, See, I actually think it suffers from having the main character be a man child. solo when the actual main character... I'm so sick of man-children being the protagonists. uh, Yeah, and and the actual main character is clearly Gamora, because, I mean, would you tell the story of, like, a random dude kidnapped from Earth, or the story of... The person who was kidnapped as a child and raised apparently as supposed to be the most the, dangerous woman. Yeah, in the galaxy. as an assassin by the men who kidnapped her, and in a in a terrible. This is really all tangential, but anyway, like but she's in, a her, so we get the guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. Women um, can be super competent and awesome, and guys just have to like blunder around. And, yeah, and they, they women can be, be sidekicks; they just can't make a movie or with them in the center. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, also, but they can't be like also real. Also, they they committed right. the uh, the cardinal sin of wasting Lee Pace. They had him in, they as did the waste villain, Lee Pace, and yeah. they they buried him in tons of makeup, and they gave him nothing to do except growl. Yeah, basically. And uh, yeah, but we get Lee baby Pace is group. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, well, when your your best character in your movie is a talking a, tree, you says, probably have yeah. problems. It's it's not a bad movie. It's just like it's okay. It's it's frustrating in that like it could have done so many groundbreaking things, and it went in like a. The only thing we're going to do as groundbreaking is make this funny. I wonder if they're going to make it more groundbreaking now that Deadpool has come out. Mm. Could be. Maybe. The but trailer did already... look very funny, this yeah. one. It, it amused me a lot more than the trailers for the first movie. Like, I thought the first movie trailers, like, people were like, look at this, this looks hilarious. And I'm like, no. It just looks obnoxious. <laughs> All these people look obnoxious. <laughs> In this one, they they look actually funny. Yeah, I feel like if that if they had like said that the first Guardians of the Galaxy trailer was Suicide Squad, I probably would have believed them. <laughs> That's true. They all looked like really evil villains. Like, yeah. And then they were just like the dorks of the galaxy. Well, they're the assholes who save the universe. I think is is how it goes. Assholes um, and Gamora. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So that that Come movie uh, will be coming group. next year. We all want Baby Groot. I know. I, I, I feel confident, though, there will be plenty of Baby Groot merchandise. If anybody wants to give me a Baby Groot, I will take it. Yeah. <laughs> there will be so much. You will be so sick of it by the time this movie oh. comes out. So cute. So the other major trailer that came out was for Spider-Man Homecoming, which I was not that excited for. It didn't leave much of an impression well, for me. Well, I actually I also liked seen the trailer. I really like. Well, okay. That's you your mistake. You really have yeah. to see you Civil have to War. I know. I'm Civil waiting War. for it. It's going to come, up, come to Netflix on Christmas, and... 
around. I will be watching it soon after. You that. must Spider-Man was in it. it for like a few minutes, and he was so yes, good in it. That's yeah. what I heard. I heard everybody say that, but I felt like the trailer kind of built on that, and like they relied on you having seen that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they didn't really tell you much as a trailer. Civil War was the Avengers movie we deserved. Yeah, agreed. Um, but yeah, I so I, too. I was kind of like, listen, I'm still, I'm still very cynical about this because I'm still like. Okay, so we needed to shove in another, like, four movies about a dude. But can you guys sense a theme in this podcast? Where's Captain Marvel? (laughs) Um, So there's another four movies about Spider-Man before we're even coming close to getting Captain Marvel or any female Spider-Man because they're worried about losing the rights. Right, exactly. Um, But, yeah, so it it looks fresh. It looks fun. Um, I actually got to visit the set, which was pretty cool. Yeah, I have a friend who worked on there, and and she uh, she brought me down, and it was really cool. I got to shake Tom Holland's hand. She was like, haha, you're still shorter than him. I was like, haha, well, none of all of us can be tall people. (laughs) Well, did you hear about how he got the role of Spider-Man? So they, they brought him in, like, they were bringing all the candidates in to meet, like, the cast of the Avengers, and they brought him in, and he has a gymnast background, a gymnastics background, and like he thought that like his test was like like he would impress them if he did like some actual moves, and so like he started like doing flips in the room, and they were like, "That's our Spider Man." <laughs> <laughs> well, so he cute. was right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, and there, you know, there's there's some female characters in there, some like women of color, which is awesome, and uh, yeah, I, I'm not like jumping off the roof for this movie, but I'm excited. I'm, I'm... They made like Mary Jane fun. black. Yeah. Zendaya right. is playing oh, Mary Zendaya. Jane. I remember that. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, and... I mean, you... the neo-Nazis will boycott the movie, so we won't have to worry about them in our oh, theaters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They might try to kill us in theaters now. <laughs> mm. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'll cut that out. Well, this has got, got dark. All right. Um, and and uh, Tamar, you also wanted to mention the... Oh, so today I saw the Batman Lego um, trailer, and it's not so much what actually happened in the trailer, but some the person who tweeted it and I saw it was like, this is sadly the best Batman movie since The Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was just so funny. That is true. That's it. Um, and uh, SM is going to come at us with the DC crossover TV, because neither Tamar nor I watch uh, DC... TV. But it was a cool concept. It was a cool concept. So yeah. there were four different shows yeah, airing on four different nights. they currently have four shows that are airing on consecutive nights. They have Supergirl on Mondays and Arrow on... No, Flash on Tuesdays, Arrow on Wednesdays, and Legends of Tomorrow on Thursdays. And this oh will God. be on the test at the end of the podcast. Yes. I'm actually getting, like, flashbacks to Nick at Night and, like, Block Party Summer and, like, jingles in my head. I of, like, have cable Lucy on no Sunday, Andy Griffith Monday, Gilligan on Tuesday. No, just me. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, the things so. that get burned into your childhood. <laughs> so I was only allowed to watch PBS Kids when I was a child, so Same. I have nothing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they have those four shows, and so they had basically the Supergirl episode was kind of its own episode and then Flash shows up at the end and then like he's like remember how I said that I might come need your help well yes and then it goes like continued you know tomorrow night on the Flash and then it then they have the Flash episode where they start this whole crossover and they introduce this uh this villain uh the dominators which you they clearly they clearly spent like a really serious chunk of their CGI budget on this. Like, they were really creepy. Like, they were they were very well done um, in terms of the design. Um, not so much in terms of all the other stuff that are important to villains, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, like, particularly in the way they finally figure out how to translate their language, they have this 
um, they had this one Jewish character whose name is Rory. Nice Jewish name. Um, it's a nice name. <laughs> it's a nice name, but one of, my, guess one of my friends was Doctor Who. Yeah. I guess technically there are Irish Jews. Yeah, but one of my friends was like, can you imagine an Israeli trying to say that name? Rory. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but yeah. I almost just choked. <laughs> yeah, so they give him, he, he kind of lo- looks Jewish, um, she has like this kind of nasal voice, so like he totally passes as a Jew. He might okay, actually does he be have Jewish. A bumpy nose. Um, I don't have I don't a bumpy know. nose. I know none of us have bumpy noses. He looks like a, he looks like someone. I, he looks like a Jewish kid that I know, and I've told him like this is your doppelganger. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, but they keep giving him Hebrew. To, they keep shoehorning Hebrew into his mm. character, um, and he doesn't know how to pronounce it, and clearly they don't have pronunciation mm-hmm. consultants. Um, so, in the beginning, like, he's, his nickname, uh, his superhero moniker is Ragman, because he has <laughs> these magical rags that just, like, come and whip up and strangle people and throw them around and do you know, magical who is, stuff. Who was high when they wrote that character, right? Like, that is I don't know. For all I know, this could barrel. be straight from the comics. It probably so is. Question my question it. still holds. <laughs> um, and he, yeah, and so and he, his ex- explanation for why these rags do what they do is that they are ancient rags from the time of Devarim. And we were like, did he just say what I think he said? And does that mean from the time of Devarim? Which is yeah, very different. Even even with and our even Americanized, if, even if we say that, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but no. aside from that, like the just the pronunciation was just yeah, um, yeah. That's FYI, like, for the, so those listening, nothing actually happens in the Book of Devarim. It's all a recap of <laughs> yeah. the previous books. It's basically a previous <laughs> 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 for clarification the Torah. for anybody who might be knowing. It's the Book of Deuteronomy in the Torah yes. where nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Pentateuch? I don't know. Uh, how to Pentateuch. Pentateuch. The five books of Moses. The five books of Moses. Five this is number Moses. five. Where I think it's Moses, that's holy. It's Moses giving a speech that is basically recapping previously on the Torah. And then cursing us. <laughs> and some giving us yes, a blessing. Yes, and then in the, yeah. the very, very end, um, they enter the uh, the Holy Land of Israel. So where do you think the rags came in? Uh, no one knows. See, now I'm curious, though, if that was like a, if that was like a little bit of a, I mean, because that's... A little bit of a stereotype, isn't it, of like Jewish immigrants who used to sell rags and like be rag pickers and I have no like idea. I, I doubt it's that intricately connected, right but now. like <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't know I I mean yeah that that's an interesting that'd be interesting uh, if but that's you know what came if, if if it is a character in the comics I'm sure it was a Jewish person who came another concept of like yeah this poor immigrant Jew who yeah he turned it into a superpower yeah That'd be cool. It would be cool. Secret history of the anyway, this was, this, was the, yeah. this was before the crossover, This whole his, his whole backstory. But then what came up on the crossover was that the way these Dominator aliens communicate is that they um, they communicate through gematrea, or as he said it. Oy. And... Uh, uh, he hands like he hands Felicity, um, who is like their tech genius. He hands her a tablet that's full of like cascading matrix gibberish, and he says it's gematre, a gematria, and he pronounces it like several times, exact exactly the same butchered way, and it's just like cringing so much. It's but like, like you see a bad production so of Fiddler hard. on the Roof, you know, and they're like, Hava. <laughs> 
<laughs> I went to a play. I went to a play with a non-Jewish friend, and like you could tell at the play, it was a Jewish play, but you could tell who were the native Hebrew speakers and who were yeah. not. And he was, he, he was like, I was like, she's not a native Hebrew speaker, and he was like, it's okay, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out who Romanized Gematria is. Gematria. Yeah, I can't even say it. <laughs> Gematria. That sounds yeah. like a. <laughs> I was just like, I'm all for more gays in our media, but not like that. <laughs> oh my god. Someone should make a band about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a friend of mine who writes for Juicy um, saw me and a different friend post about it, and she uh, she thanked us for the tip and wrote a whole article about it on Juicy. Um, but yeah. yeah, so back. But aside from that Jewish aspect, which by the way. Um, open invitation to the producers of The Flash and Arrow and <laughs> yes, this entire Flash Yes, we would like to offer our services. Yes, we can offer our services as Jewish consultants who will correct your pronunciation and your cultural references to make sure that you don't make fools of yourself. And on it'll national be TV. American Hebrew Again. pronunciation, yeah. so you don't have to worry about like Israeli accents. We'll just teach them yeah. how to sound normal. Yeah. Ashkenazi, the the only kind of Jew you realize exists. That's us. Basically, yeah. yeah, we are like the ultimate stereotype of yeah. the Americanized Jew, and but we we also yeah. have Israeli cousins on the yeah. phone that we can call. <laughs> <out>. Yes, <laughs> if you need that, we can consult. But like, really, there are a lot of Jews that you could be talking to to get this right, and there's no excuse. Yeah. So um, there's different types of Jews. Like, you don't even need one of them. Just like, say, you can make anybody look Jewish. Just have them pronounce it right. Yeah. yeah. Seriously. Anyway, um, um, but about the actual crossover. <laughs> Now that we've got that PSA out. Um, so I, you know, I enjoyed it. But I felt that it was a bit overcrowded and I didn't feel like it was necessary. Like, the, they've had crossovers between one or, one or two, like between two shows, mm-hmm. you know, overlapping. And I feel like those do better because they can focus on one or two character dynamics at once, you know, and just, like emphasize those and build an arc around those with this there were just so many characters and so much going on that they eventually they they kind of decided in the end to focus on arrow and flash and then they ended up making that kind of the through line but there was still so much so much else distracting from that and then like they they end on thursday night on the legends of tomorrow show um, which is overcrowded which, as it is. Yeah, which should have been so. Like you, you would think that they would make it uh, that episode about the actual legends, you know, and give them a little bit more to do on that episode. But no, it's about Arrow and Flash, and then they go out for a drink at the end. And I'm like, where are my legends? This is my favorite <laughs> show. Yeah, was that show good? I watched the pilot, and I was just like, eh. oh, watch the the first episode of season two. It is bonkers. It is bananas. <laughs> they go to like five different time periods. They uh, they. Uh, <coughs> Yeah, they Sorry. kidnap Einstein because the Nazis want him to build a bomb, which is true. I guess. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like they 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 end up going going back to, to Nazis and like one of them is like I hate Nazis and yeah and he gets to like fl- flamethrow them and fry them up. Um, and there's an episode with Nazis. Civil War. Uh, there's an episode where they go back to the Civil War and there's there's zombies. And cool. yeah, no, this is there's some like seriously amazing stuff going on in this show. It's like ridiculous, um, but it's it's much it's it's a lot of fun, and they do have a lot of good character dynamics because they have so many characters, and they tend to pair them up in interesting combinations. Um, although I am constantly disappointed at how they keep you know uh, giving Ray Palmer the short straw because I absolutely love Ray Palmer. I loved his character when he was introduced on Arrow, and I love Brandon Routh. 
They gave him a Superman joke, by the way, oh. um, in the crossover, um, because Supergirl Clever. shows up, and so they have him say at one point, you know, she kind of looks like my cousin, you know, and like, I was like, ah, oh, you did the thing. Very cute. Um, but overall, yeah, they, they waste him a lot, and that bothers me, because he's amazing. So that's the type of thing I would really have loved if um, Marvel and ABC had decided that they actually wanted to expand, like, their, their you know, network TV universe, but, like, you know, there was a tiny little bit of, like, sort of crossover with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter, where, like, Agent Carter would show up in flashbacks, but, like, they didn't pick up the next show, like, the, the you know, show that was going to spin off of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., so we never really had that crossover capacity, well, so. Well, Netflix is going to yeah. do it for Netflix those is going to do it, yeah, which, which yeah. should be cool, but that's so only many. eight episodes, though. We also have so many superheroes. Yeah, it's true, it's true. <laughs> I want something else, please. Superhero. Daredevil micromanaging the heck out of Hell's Kitchen. Uh, yeah, I haven't actually, I haven't actually Luke Cage solving real problems up in Harlem, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Fix rent control issues. Um, it, more rent control! It sort of comes up. <laughs> that would be a great superpower. Someone who like beats up landlords and makes people have affordable rent in New York City. <laughs> Thank you. Alright, so uh, we're getting to the holiday season, in case uh, Are we? You, you haven't noticed. The, the yeah. Songs about baby Jesus and Lord and Taylor. I know. Well, <laughs> the funny thing is, I, I, I belong to a family where my mother went to public school. So my mother grew up singing all of these hymns in public school and is now obsessed with them and my sister is as well. It wasn't a thing back then. (laughs) So last time I I talked about how I'm watching West Wing and I just watched the episode where they're discussing separation of church and state in the schools and I was like, this is so weird that like this is allowed and I I guess it's still technically allowed. What, like Christmas pageants and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird. Yeah, well, I mean, so, so... I hear a lot of carols. Out of the schools when and, it's your religion. Yeah, <laughs> we only want religion out of your schools if it's your religion. Yeah, it's it's one of the other ones that comes from the Middle East, <laughs> basically. Um, but yeah, so but anyway, so yes, it is the holidays where Christians gave gifts to each other. So now Jews give gifts to each <laughs> other. Well, Hanukkah. Hey, not yeah. my dad gives us every year silver dollar coins that he Aww. buys on eBay because he doesn't think that we should be getting presents, which sucks because I want presents. <laughs> we never got presents in my family, really. Um, well, we would get presents by we would say, you know, Imanaba, I want this, and they would get it for us. For I would say, I, I would, can I get it for my Hanukkah present? And if it was too expensive for just one Hanukkah present, could I get it for my birthday and Hanukkah present combined? <laughs> yeah, but we didn't buy presents like for every family member. Like this is a completely alien concept to me because I have so many people in my family. I have a nine-person family, um, and it would just be ridiculous to expect that everybody would have the, the money or the time or the interest to buy nine nine presents for everybody. So, um, We're doing yeah, we just never did that. We're doing $10 gifts this year, which is pretty solid. And, like, okay, fine. Like, there's, like, hold on, I have to figure out how many there are now. There's a lot of people in my family now because I have two nieces. I have a niece and a nephew, and they're really cute. Yeah, well, I'm just talking about immediate family. Well, I have my brother-in-law and brothers, my brothers, <laughs> brothers and sisters and parents. There's only six of us in my family. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> my family doesn't really, like, we've never really done the, like, oh, we have to get everyone a gift. Like, it's kind of just, like, if just you want like something this. for each other, buy something. And, you know, yeah. and my sister's birthday is usually around Hanukkah anyway, so, um. But we figured we would give you guys a little, I don't know. 
Gift guide. Yeah, gift guide. Let's call it that. Why not? I just wrote, an, I just wrote one. I've been dealing with it. I've been tweeting about it every single day. Yeah. If you follow me on Twitter, I'm really sorry. <laughs> not really, though, because you could get really nice skincare from Korea or boxes of junk from Korea. Not junk. It's cute. <laughs> I was going to say this is Tamar's other life, but it's not really. <laughs> it's my whole life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I'm we're just going to give you a, a variety of gifts that we kind of adore um, and or think would be cool or <coughs> want. <coughs> um, we should tweet them. Yeah. Yeah, we should. We will You're put right. a list up after this episode yeah. goes live. And you can find a link in the show notes. We'll, we'll, do, we'll, we'll find we'll, stuff. We'll figure out how to do that. Um, in the doobly-doo. Yeah, so let's just go like this. Okay. Um, so um, the first gift is not really, I mean, uh, it's, Mm. So the first gift that I have is um, a Star Wars necktie, <laughs> um, but it's sort of, um, uh, which I found on Etsy, and it's it's kind of like an ombre of, like, white to dark, and then you have, like, a, a blue and red lightsaber crossing over, but, like, if that's not your thing, there are a ton of geeky ties on Etsy, and, like, I personally think that um, dudes should wear more geeky ties. It kind of looks like glowing pickup sticks. You know what? Or don't ruin the magic. But they don't have any like the the sword part, like the handle. It yeah, because it's, it's it's the it's the, the aesthetic. Yeah. Okay, sorry. It's <laughs> dark against the darkness. Anyway, and that, that's pretty Hanukkah theme too, right? Light yeah. against the darkness. Um, yeah, but yeah, you can find like anything on a tie and it's it's totally rad like if you have lord of the rings fan in your life i'm sure you can find like tolkien's maps on a on a tie unfortunately if i got that from my lord of the rings obsessed brother he'd like look at me and be like i'm never gonna wear this michal and i'd be like well boo (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so that is that is my first gift sm what about you um well i have a whole bunch um but i will start with like so there there are these like chinese or some kind of overseas cheapy sites that advertise every so often. Are you talking about AliExpress? I don't think so. There's, like, Wish.com. There's Dress Lily. There's um, Rose Wholesale. There's all sorts of stuff, and they pop up in my Facebook feed, and then I'm a sucker because I like pretty things, and I buy things, and they make money off me. (laughs) But um, my one of my little brothers... um, he bought me an Even Star necklace. Is it pronounced Even Star or Evan Star? Yeah, Even Star, yeah. Even Star necklace um, from one of these sites. Um, he asked me ahead of time. He was like, so if I bought this thing, like, I know you're not, like, super into Lord of the Rings, uh, but if I bought this thing, would you wear it? And I was like, sure, it's really pretty. <laughs> and so so he bought it for me, and he was like, yeah, it was, like, a dollar and no shipping. <laughs> so um, I actually wore it. Um, I was a bridesmaid at a friend's wedding, and I wore it... Um, there because it was really pretty and nobody you know commented on like why are you wearing a geeky necklace because it's just yeah. a pretty necklace that would um, actually be so rad if like somebody was a real tolkien fan and recognize like, it <laughs> yeah but also like maybe in their wedding party like not overstated or anything but just like every you know, bridesmaid tolkien wore inspired one. yeah ne- yeah that'd be so cool that'd that'd be be awesome. on the bride's hair piece <gasps> yes oh <my> <laughs> I'm not doing this, but this would be gorgeous. Yes. Better than Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones would be, have to be, like, super elaborate. Oh, yeah. Oh, if someone got me one of the Game of Thrones dresses, I would wear it. <laughs> down. Yeah. So in exchange for this lovely gift, I got him a Keep Calm and Carry On My Wayward Son bracelet. It was, like, it has, like, this little... Uh, 
pendant, I guess, uh, which said keep calm and carry on and has, like, the pentagram from Supernatural because he's a big Supernatural geek. And it's, like, tied together with, like, braided rope. So it's it's not girly, it's manly. And um, he actually <laughs> wore it until it broke. Because that's what happens when you buy cheap things. They yeah. break. But it was really cute and he, uh, he appreciated it. So... Awesome. Yeah. Tamar. So I'm like an intense coffee drinker. I don't drink as much coffee as I pretend I do. I just like have to put that out there. So I really <laughs> think mugs are like the best my go-to gift. And I have two mugs that I've gotten as like my really geeky gifts that I love. One of them is a big Marauders mug, uh, Marauders map mug from uh, Universal. One of my friends brought it for me. And like it's literally the biggest coffee cup ever and it's amazing. And it's so cute because I'm like walking around my apartment and like I should go to Hogwarts and like following the map. And it's really cute. And then, Does it change when you put hot stuff in No, it? but there are some that are the, the official really Universal. Like, like, one doesn't like the footprints but i do have a changing tardis mug that one of my friends bought me for Hanukkah last year and when it's hot the tardis shifts to the other side of the cup and if you like you really want to entertain yourself for like five minutes which i've never done if you put it under cold water and then hot water it keeps on moving back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> it's really cute and when you're like washing it if you're washing it in cold water it'll be on one side if you turn on the hot water it goes in. that's awesome it's really cute and like you can think about the sound in your head because <laughs> i'm or never- just like Play it on your computer and like when I'm washing the dishes, I watch Rules of Engagement. (laughs) (laughs) I watch really crappy sitcoms when I wash my dishes. Um, so my next gift is just again another kind of general but like geeky art. Like Yael, my sister got me um a gorgeous like painting of Ray from Star Wars. Um, you like Ray? I know. Right? (laughs) It was her profile picture. Um, Months. I should put it back, actually. Um, maybe I'll do Jin Erso. Um, but, yeah, I, I, there's a ton of beautiful things online. You can find tons of artists. Um, it might be a little bit late at this point to commission someone, but you can still buy. Like, they, they definitely want to sell you their stuff at this point in time. Um, and, yeah, you can just, like, there, there are just beautiful things out there. Like, pick a fandom. Like, video games, you know, obviously Star Wars, Harry Potter, like, anything and you will be able to find some some beautiful beautiful art unfortunately i don't have it hanging up yet but like uh, it, i i plan to hang up my ray and she also got me like the scene the scene in the snow with the lightsaber in the snow and i'm just like oh my god <laughs> i should take it out and look at it well my next thing um well i happen to like pretty much anything with a star trek tng next generation aesthetic I just find the look of that that show with the the uniforms. I, I think they're they're really clean and sharp, and I love the pips on the collar. And like, there was a whole list that listicle that I found that had all sorts of Star Trek related stuff. And one of these things was underwear. In the, <laughs> yes, it was underwear. And like, I'm very picky about my underwear, so I, and this was very expensive, so I don't know if I would actually buy it. But it just, you know, it was in the different colors of, uh, you know, the red, blue, um, and it yeah, had the. Yeah, I was scrolling through Think pips. Geek, and I think I saw that. <laughs> yeah, it, had the, it, has the, it has the rank pips um, to tell you, you know, if you're captain or not. And like, I, I, just, I just love the whole aesthetic, so like, I'm a sucker for that. Um, but like, I was. Um, I always wanted to be, uh, I've, I've cosplayed as Spock, um, because it's just simpler to do the old uniforms than the new ones, uh, and I can't find anywhere a Counselor Troy unitard, um, 
I've always wanted to cosplay as her because I feel like we have similar physiques and I could pull it off if I got like a huge lump of hair to stick on my head. <laughs> yeah, one of those bumpets. Yeah, yeah, just one of those things and just like massive curls everywhere. I would, yeah, um, I would want to do that. But I can't find her particular unitard. Um, it seems like you should be able to find I, that. I know, yeah. I Google it and then it like... All I can find is, like, these super-duper expensive collectible things, you know? Mm. And nobody makes the actual costume, and it's very disappointing. But, yeah, that's You should that's get upsetting. your Instagrammer to do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shout-out to Al Hoffer Design, who does just amazing geek clothing. Mm. I yeah. also want a 7 of 9, like, catsuit, especially, mm. like, they have the glimmery midnight blue kind of catsuit, and, like, people cool. make fun of the catsuits, but they were glorious. <laughs> She rocked it. Um, so I like jewelry a lot. So nobody bought this for me. I bought it for myself. Um, a lot of, obviously I'm going back to Korea for a second. A lot of bands in Korea have names that are very like funky and quirky. And I hate wearing like band logos, except for like I wear band t-shirts to bed. But I like wearing something that like people will know. If they're a fan, they might recognize that it's related to it. So one of my favorite bands is Infinite. So I wear a lot of Infinity signs. Um, and like also a lot of the times in Korea, like they'll wear earrings that will get either knocked off or they'll be, like, popular brands of jewelry. So, like, sometimes buying that is kind of fun, and I, I feel like a lot of people on a lot of shows, like, there's a lot of fashion blogs for, like, not even just Korea, just, like, normal TV shows, like, CW shows. People will have blogs dedicated to, like, the fashion that people are wearing or the jewelry that people's wearing. So I always think that jewelry is a really good choice for a lot of people because, like, people might not think that they want to wear jewelry that's related to their fandom, but they probably do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Exactly. Uh, I'm not wearing anything right now. Oh, yes, I I am. I'm wearing I'm wearing an infinity bracelet. But I found nice. a Batman ring. Like it, it was, it's just like it's carved in the shape of Batman, uh, in the shape of the bat of the Batman logo, and it's a you know a stainless steel. Is it a bottle opener ring? It's not a bottle opener. I feel like those usually are. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> no, it's just it's just a it's just a nice solid ring, and it just happens to be have that cut out, and it looks it looked really cool, and I considered buying it for someone, but then I was like, yeah. Uh, I don't know what his ring size is, <laughs> so that would be awkward. Um, yeah, so I mine is going to be, like, super niche, this one, um, but if you know anyone who likes nail art and is also a geek... <laughs> I don't think this is at all niche. Michal, like, um, underestimates how not niche I don't know. Is. Maybe it... Okay, but it's it's nail stamping, so it's, like... Oh, my like, gosh, it's, it's so very pretty. involved, but, like... You you need to get it for somebody who knows how to nail stamp and has you know. Yeah. The, I feel like a the, lot no, of people eyes, but love looking at the pictures, but don't actually. No, nail stamping. I've had it done before at, at like cons that I've had them like show me how to do it, and it seems pretty yeah, easy. Yeah, it's not that difficult. You just kind of have to get the hang of it. Um, so there, there's a, a stamping plate manufacturer called Hey Hey, um, and she make. I'm assuming it's a she. She makes Harry Potter stamping plates. Oh my gosh, and they're you can, so pretty. Oh my god, they're like insane. There's ones for individual houses, there's ones for individual books. I mean, like, like ridic, guys. And I think she also has some superhero ones as well. Um, so I've like had this on my eye, like covetously. Oh um, and oh my god, look at the one for book fog? five, guys. Look, the DA. I mean, come on. Um, this is so pretty. But how do you so, get your yeah. whole nail? Like, you can't get the you whole bird. You just get, like, little pieces. No, of yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. you can put the bird on... Oh, Yeah, you can do, like, the head and then, like, the wings and, yeah. So pretty. Um, so, I feel like yeah. no, looking at your nails, you won't get... You won't be able to tell what the entire 
No, but then you'll tell someone. Yeah, you'll tell people and you'll show them the plate. Exactly, yeah, yeah. It's just for the sake of Instagram. Nail art is really for... No, it's not. It's for you. Yeah, exactly. I do my nails a lot, but I just Um, do them plain because I don't have any hand-eye coordination. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, so the only time, like, I ever, like, consistently did my nails was when I was working as a mechanic and I needed to disguise the... The grease that was under my fingernails all the time because it just doesn't come out when you're working every day. Yeah. Um, so I got like gunmetal gray nail polish and I painted my nails so like it, it disguised it. It's pretty <laughs> solid. <laughs> that is the extent of my nail polish skills. Yeah. What else, SM? Um, well, you may have seen uh, on Shabbos I wore a I wore a galaxy dress. And I found this dress, it's like this really nice, like smooth material, and it's got this nice flattering A-line cut, and it comes in like a billion different patterns, and I've bookmarked one that comes in a, it comes in a TARDIS, it comes in a Starry (gasps) Night, um, it comes in... Um, I think there are some Lord of the Rings maps, and I'm sure there are other okay. other things. You know, some of them are fandom specific, others are just pretty, and there's a lot of you know starry starry skies and uh, planetscapes and things like that. Um, and I would just want to buy a ton of them because they look amazing and they fit me really well. And I, I hardly recommend them to everybody. Awesome. Except don't all buy them because then I won't be special. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so this is probably pretty niche, but my little sister bought me a TARDIS blanket a few years ago when I was really, really into Doctor Who, and I really like it. It's really cozy. It's like a nice fluffy fleece, and like I just like watching TV with it, especially when I watch Doctor Who with it. I'm just like, I am so cool right now. Um, <laughs> but just blankets in general that relate to fandom, like I'm pretty sure they have a lot of those out there. Like there's Marauder's maps, a lot of maps. So like Lord <laughs> of the Ring maps, probably. Um, I'm not a big proponent of things with items with pictures of like the people of fandoms i like designs related to it yeah. yeah so like the jewelry and stuff like i don't like yeah. faces like if anybody ever wants to buy me something don't buy me a picture or something <laughs> like i fangirl over a lot of people and a lot of fandoms but like not that so like the blanket does it for me because like not everybody who walks into my room knows what this like royal blue blanket is but i do <laughs> so a blanket that like you can kind of fold up and put away and if they don't know how geeky you are like okay fine and if they do like that's wonderful <laughs> That's awesome. You can blend in with the normies. I'm kind of a closet geek a lot of the time. Most of the time. For sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's closet. I think it's more like... Under understated. the radar. Stealth. I, stealth. Yeah, stealth. I also... Yeah. A lot of what I do, like, I fangirl through my articles. So, like, even, like, my friends who, like, I fangirl with a lot, they don't realize I'm fangirling because I'm not just, like, as loud as everybody else is. So when I do fangirl, it's, like, usually something, like, really crazy just happens. But, like, there have been times, like, when I've done interviews with, like, big bands from Korea and, like... I'm sitting there, like, just trying to be, like, really, really polite, and I walk out, and I'm still, like, like, okay, I'm, like, really professional, and I never end up reaching that, like, fangirling point, and then, like, years later, I'm just like, why wasn't I freaking out? Like, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not, so like, a true. big fangirl. Um, yeah, something Publicly. else I really like is I, I got to go to the Game of Thrones, um, uh, like, behind-the-scenes setup that they, they, they had in downtown. I need to interrupt because since we came to Michal's house tonight, literally this house is littered with Game of Thrones <laughs> yeah. things. So first there's like the whole DVD set for the season six and like I'm right behind her there's, I think it's me. Yeah, it, it sent me the, the Amagang beer and oh, I, I don't drink beer. 
I don't drink uh, any but alcohol. The bottles either. are so beautiful. <laughs> they are pretty. You can put yeah. them like on display in your room. But like, yeah, yeah apparently Michal's house is just a Game of Thrones hub. Yeah, uh, it's just littered, littered with some stuff. Um, but but there, um, you got to take a picture on the Iron Throne, of course, which is kind of you know standard by now. Also, your profile picture. Yes, yeah. Ray. Although I didn't, I didn't like the one that I I took this time. But anyway. The, um, one of the things they had, they had some props oh. where you could, like, put, um, like, wear stuff and whatever. And this is no longer on the, on the site. I don't know where it is, but, like, there's, it's, it's a Game of Thrones Drogon prop. And you have to search for the word prop. But it is, like, a little rubber baby dragon. Why is it $50? You can wear on your shoulder. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you can wear it on your shoulder like Daenerys. And like I took a million pictures just like wearing this this little thing and I almost walked out with it and then I thought oh. that would probably be super unprofessional. You should have done it. I know, I know. Wait, Drogon's too big to put on anyone's shoulder now. No, I know. This is when he was a cutie little baby dragon. I skipped that season. I'm behind. <laughs> season two. I watched episode, I watched season behind. one and then I read the books and then I really couldn't get into season two, so then I watched season five and season six because I knew that he wasn't gonna catch up. So I've I've seen parts of season two, three, and four, but like I only watched I think one I'm five. Somewhere and six. in the oh middle of season three. I haven't actually seen the Red Wedding, although it has been spoiled I haven't many either. Million times. So that is rough. Uh, yeah, just don't tell me anything specific because I'm trying to pretend that I don't know. People well, die. Ah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I figured George R. R. Martin should not be a wedding planner. This is yeah. what I have heard. Um, well, yeah, I mean, my, my red wedding story with the, mo- the movie, the show, is that, like, I knew, obviously, I knew it was coming and I was, like, hyped up with a lot of people and everybody online, you know, who, who knew was like, let's wear red today. Like, let's just, like, you know, just a secret little code, you know. And then I remember getting home and being like, oh, this is really going to happen, really going to happen. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see how people freak out. And then just, like, well, I was shaking by the end of it because oh. it is a genuinely horrible this. experience. I mean, it's very visceral and very intense. And, like, wow, I just totally ruined the mood. But, like, damn. You know? <laughs> so to hopefully raise the mood a little bit. So I was studying abroad at, when the Red Wedding season was going on. And, like, I already had read the books. I knew everything was going on. And I wasn't catching up with the show. And one of my friends, I was, like, teasing him, like, oh, this really great thing is going to happen this next <laughs> few episodes. <laughs> oh, and so I do. I was in Asia, so, like, we were, like, a few, a lot of hours at different time zones, so he was waiting up until, like, 4 a.m. to watch it that oh night. Oh, my God. And, like, I woke up, and, like, it was banging on my door. And I was like, what the heck was that? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I'm not sorry. <laughs> so evil. It was so fun. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, in the spirit of generosity, uh, any other any other gifts? Well, Gift last thing on my list, I would say um, I recommend going to tfury.com. Mm. Um, they have so <laughs> like, many amazing like, things. They have. This is also I, I keep getting marketed at through Facebook, but because they know me, um, and like they have an entire selection uh, of feminist T-shirts, and mm-hmm. they're all like a lot of things are fandom related. Um, I think the the Olaf uh, picture, yeah, the, the cover yeah. photo right now. Ask me about my feminist agenda. Yeah, yeah. it's all a bunch of uh, female female characters from fandom, and yeah, they have that on a T-shirt. Um, there was also there's a whole section of Stranger Things T-shirts, and I found a really really awesome one that just basically has like all the motifs of the show in one neat 
haunting design, and I bought it for my little sister, and then my other little sister saw it from Israel on Facebook, and she was like, oh my god, can you get it to me? And then this little sister said, well, I don't like this size anyway, I want a bigger <laughs> one, I want it to be, like, giant on me, and so she sent it to her, um, and she has it now in Israel, and I have to... Uh, buy her a new one in America. Um, and yes, that, I keep saying I will. I will do it. I will do it. I promise, Dolly. <laughs> just like T Fury, my friend actually works at T Public, and like I never looked at it beforehand. And then I had to buy something for like a Mystery Maccabee Secret Santa thing yesterday. And they had so many cool designs because like people are just able to upload them themselves. And I never really buy t shirts for myself. Like I do, I buy concert tees. That's like what I buy, and I go to sleep in them. So I never like buy fandom tees. And this is so much fun to look and like the website. Like you can put it either on a tee or you can put it on a mug or you put it on notebooks. And I was just like, I want everything. <laughs> <laughs> I bought some on a mug. It was yeah, awesome. there's a lot of great sites, and I guess I j- I'll just add off at the end with um, I mean something so basic and nerdy, but like. Funko Pops, guys, like, they are just so cute. I thought you were going like, to say books. I was like, that's the Well, yeah, you, you should buy books, but, like, of course you should Someone buy books. Someone just posted today that, yeah. like, instead of flowers every uh, I saw that. Every Friday, that her husband gets her a book. Oh, oh my I think. God. I thought you were saying the, the bookstore bar thing. Mm, it was somebody wrote, uh, had the bookstore bar thing. Oh, well, I don't know if she's... She said, I get a book every Friday, so I don't know if she meant that... She said, instead of flowers, I get a book, and I assume that she would not be buying flowers for herself. I assume I that it was a significant other um, that would so be buying the flowers, so, so nice. like getting a book every week, that would be amazing. I probably want flowers, like, once a month. I like flowers, too. Yeah, um, flowers are You can nice. get one flower, you know? Like, one really pretty flower, you know, but then, you know, spend the rest of the budget on the book. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call. All right, awesome. So that will be it for uh, this episode of Nice Jewish Fangirls. Um, Tamar, tell the people where they can find you on the internet. You can find me on Twitter at Tamar underscore underscore Herman. There are two underscores. If anybody find, comes up with any better username for me on Twitter, feel free. I really don't like it. It's really boring, and I just don't. I'm really bad at coming up with screen names. Um, and on Instagram, I'm Tamar Herman NYC. And SM? Um, I am mostly on Facebook, but occasionally also I am on Twitter, um, at Floating Spirals, and occasionally we all rotate on the Nice Jewish Fangirls, uh, Twitter. You guys are much yeah. more active on it, because I Yeah, I've recently been tweeting, <laughs> I've recently been tweeting, and now, and every so often, like, I'll tweet something, and, like, I'm like, should I have, like, consulted with you guys before yeah. I tweeted it? Because I, I don't know, like, I don't want to make us all look bad if I made a stupid tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you haven't been so far, so, like, keep going. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at InkEzRain, and you can find my writing at Hypable.com. If you want to reach out to us on Twitter, you can find us at JewishFangirls. Uh, you can also find us on SoundCloud, and we are now on iTunes. So just and search Stitcher. for us. And Stitcher, right? So just search for us in, uh, just search Nice Jewish Fangirls, and we will be there. And uh, you can leave us a review. Actually, please leave us a review because, you know, that's how people find podcasts like this. Um, and recommend us to your friends. Yes, recommend us to your friends. Um, we may have an email address coming up so you can write us letters. You can find us also and tons of other great Jewish interests and general interest podcasts at uh, jewishcoffeehouse.com, which is our home. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's it for us. Thanks so much for listening. Live long and prosper, guys. Bye.